This is the Spurs Cast with your host, Paul Garcia. Welcome back to another episode of the Spurs Cast. On today's episode, I'll be going solo. In this episode, I will be discussing the Spurs through 43 games, some trade rumors surrounding Jakob Pertl, and Trey Jones's increased scoring with Devin Vassell out due to injury. What's up, everyone? Let's go ahead and get started right into this episode uh, of the Spurs Cast. Okay, so uh, first, let's go ahead and revisit the last three games for the team. Um, the Spurs, unfortunately, since I last recorded uh, last week with Colin Reed, are on three last games. Uh, so let's go back to Monday this past week, and I am recording this on a Saturday because that's like the only day that the Spurs are off. They have like a million games this week. <laughs> so anyway, going back to Monday, the Spurs are faced with a tough schedule. They have to play Memphis twice and then Golden State uh, in these last three games. So on Monday, they lose to the Grizzlies by eight points. Uh, Memphis led pretty early in this one. The game goes down to crunch time, gets gets very close, but but Memphis ends up holding on to the lead. Uh, spur of the game for this one was Trey Jones. He had, he had a great night for San Antonio. We do want to note injury-wise that there was no John Morant for Memphis and no Keldon Johnson for San Antonio in this game. Then on Wednesday, the Spurs play the Grizzlies again in Memphis as well. They lose by six points this time, so they lose even by even less um, amount of points. They actually trailed pretty early by a lot, by 19 points, but they got back into the game. They got got it down to crunch time, and uh, they end up losing, though Memphis holds on for the six-point win. Again, spur of the game, another great night for Trey Jones. Uh, we do want to note that John Morant was back from injury for this one, and so was Keldon Johnson for San Antonio. And then the most recent game, which is another loss for the Spurs, was the big one where the Spurs set an NBA new attendance uh, fan attendance record with 68,323 tickets sold and uh, fans in attendance. And so the Spurs um, and Warriors were in the Alamo Dome. Big night. Um, I, I did a video on that on that night and how it went. And unfortunately for the Spurs, though, on the court, they ended up losing by 31. They got blown out again by the Warriors. That's now twice the season they've been blown out by the Golden State Warriors. Uh, it was close for about 18 minutes, and then the Warriors just kind of blew the lead open, and they, they, they got it all the way up to 39. They ended up winning. If we wanted to say there was a spur of the game, it was, again, Trey Jones had a good night for San Antonio, despite the team you know getting blown out there by the Warriors. So all in all, again, three games, very tough schedule for the Spurs. They were underdogs in all three games going in, and so they ended up you know, losing those three games. So they, they ended up going 0-3 uh, in these last three games. So where are the Spurs now through 43 games? They are 27th on offense. It's still the same from when I, when I last spoke a week ago. They're still 30th on defense. We saw that. They gave up 144 to the Warriors, so it's just going to hurt their, their numbers even more on defense. And then they're, they're also 30th in net rating. Overall, their record, they're 13 and 30, 14th out west still, so not as not as bad as the Rockets. And then they have the fourth worst record in the league, which allows a 13% chance at, at the overall number one pick if the season ended today. But we know that there's multiple months left in the season. All right, let's go ahead and jump into our second topic here. And this is um let's see here. This is this is a new another trade rumor uh, surrounding Jakob Pertl. So there's been there's like I like Colin and I mentioned last week. There's going to be a lot of um, trade rumors surrounding Jakob Pertl and, you know, maybe Josh Richardson, Doug McDermott, these Spurs veterans, because I mean, we know that the trade deadline now is approaching. It's less than a month away now that I am recording this on January 14th. I believe it's on the, um, the 9th of February or 7th or 9th of February. Anyway, let's go ahead and uh, get through this, this rumor here for uh, Jakob Pertl. So before the Spurs and Warriors game tipped off in San Antonio, the Alamo Dome, uh, Woj was on ESPN. And I want to give a shout out to our, to our Project Spurs writer, Benjamin Bornstein. He put this in our Slack channel, uh, this little video clip of Woj talking about you know, teams having interest in Jakob Pertl. So let's go through the, 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 the main parts of this trade rumor uh, per Woj. So according to Woj, by quote, uh, he did say in this in this rumor, um, in, in this report on Friday, that there's a lot of interest in Pertl from different teams. Now, to sum it up, what he said, he said a lot of teams um, 
uh, are going to send the Spurs significant offers that will test whether or not Spurs, the Spurs say yes on moving Pirtle or no. So we know that last year, the Atlanta Hawks sent them, um, not last year, in the summer, the Hawks sent them a bunch of offers, for, you know, sent a, a significant offer for DeJounte Murray, and it was a good enough offer where the Spurs could not turn it down, and so that we saw that they ended up moving DeJounte Murray. So that's going to be the same case with Pirtle, where if the Spurs see that there's just an offer they cannot refuse, then they yes, they're probably going to say yes and move Pirtle. Um, and and the reason why is because a lot of teams, especially contenders, according to Woj, do want a size on defense to battle with like Joel Embiid to battle against them, Nikola Jokic, those kind of players. So they want to have a good defensive center uh, there on their roster. So um, Woj also mentioned that again, the Spurs don't necessarily want to move Pirtle. If again, if there's not an offer that's that's going to meet what, what their demands, well, then they're just going to hang on to Pirtle because they can actually use him for the future. They're very interested in that. So according to Woj, uh, Pirtle right now, up until the end of the season, uh, can sign a, an extension of for four years for 58 million. But Pirtle's going to likely get way more on the market than that. So. Um, He's going to end up turning that down, according to Woj. So, so again, he's probably going to have to go into free agency. He's going to end up exploring free agency. Now, the reason why also the Spurs might want to keep Pirtle for the future is because in the event they get lucky in the lottery and they end up landing Victor Wembanyama uh, out of France, well, then they they would they would like to see Pirtle being that starting center and then Wembanyama there at the four. So, again, they, they would like to have Pirtle, you know, help out Wembanyama in his first few seasons in the NBA and have them as, as a duo there in the front court. So... Uh, when we look at Profit X and we look at some of the contract numbers, Pirtle's extension, if, if he were to sign that four years for $58 million, that would be about $15.4 million per season. But according to ProfitX.ai, um, Pirtle's right now, his projected um, salary range for this offseason is going to be $16.8 million. So again, whether that's with the Spurs or another team, he can um, you know, get probably get close to an offer in that $16.8 million per, per season range. So that makes, that makes sense why... Um, the Spurs aren't, uh, you know, I mean, why he's likely not going to resign. I mean, sign that extension with the Spurs. He may resign with the Spurs, but probably not until free agency. And so again, Woj didn't actually say any kind of team specifically, but he did mention that a lot of contenders and playoff teams are going to want to are going to be the teams throwing offers there at the Spurs for Pirtle. So again, we'll continue to see uh, what's going to happen with Pirtle and his situation. Uh, this upcoming summer when he and uh, if he ends up going to free agency or even before the summer in February, if he ends up getting moved uh, via trade. So, again, that's that's the latest on Jakob Pertl. And again, um, a significant quote there from, from Adrian Wojnarowski. Yes. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And then the last topic, because this is a very short episode, because, again, it's only been three games since I last recorded, um, and there really hasn't been, been a lot going on aside from the, from the big game in the Alamo Dome um, with the Spurs and the Warriors, is uh, the increased scoring for Trey Jones. Um, we have seen that since Devin Vassell went down with, you know, since the Spurs knew he was going to uh, be out because of that, that left knee procedure, uh, they, they have needed more scoring. And so Trey Jones is showing his, I would say, like his versatility, his adaptability to be able to to do that, where normally when Vassell and Keldon Johnson are present, the, the team's top two scorers, he yeah, he's more of like that that um that that uh that 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 uh, quarterback I would say, you know, averaging about six assists a game, you know, twelve points, you know, still getting some scoring done uh, if he needs to. Very balanced player. 
But now that the Spurs are losing one of their, their leading scorers uh, for, for a while here with Devin Vassell out due to that left knee injury, Trey Jones is showing that, yes, he can actually become more of a scorer as well if he needs to. So let's go. So what I, what I really want to do is just kind of explore his numbers, especially in the last six games is what I really noticed. Because I first went through his shot profile, as, I, as you can see here in the middle of the page with these, uh, you know, initially for the season, he's taken 493 shots. Then for... Um, just these last six games, he's taken 97. So his shot profile looks a little similar. I mean, it's not much difference. He's still attacking the paint 66% of the time. Um, and then, you know, in the last six games, 67% of the time. His mid-range jumper, it's only up by 2% 2, 2 more. The threes are also very similar, um, uh, we see here. So, or actually, he's taking a little bit less threes in this time frame. But still, numbers are very similar in terms of percentage of shots where they're coming from for Trey Jones. So that's not the pro that's not the area where he's changed his, his game. What he's changed right now in these last six games is his aggressiveness and taking more shots. So we have so let's type the numbers here. So for the season and in these last six games, he's averaging about thirty minutes a night. He's taking about five more shots it looks like per game uh in these last six games so that's where we see that again he's been more aggressive he knows that the team needs more scoring with with uh, Devin Vassell out and it just really cut Keldon Johnson being out there and then some of their other role players that are that are having to score the ball and so we see that he's really in increased his shot attempts which is of course going to help he's making his shots and he's an efficient uh, efficient player um it's going to help him increase his point production so we've seen him go from 13.7 points per game for the season to right now in these last six games about 19.7 so almost a 20 point per game score so that helps the spurs because again they lost their 120 one of their 20 point game scores and devin and so now they have Kelton still scoring 20 but now trey's basically helping him out uh as his as, as like that tag team there in the backcourt with devin vassell out due to injury rebounding still the same Assist has dropped off, but just by one, I mean, that's not bad. Again, considering that he's taking five more shots, his assists are still pretty much there. I mean, he's only lost one assist, which you would ex you would expect him to lose assists because he's not he's not passing as much now that he has to take more shots. But he's actually keeping a high number there, five assists still during the stretch. Uh, defensive numbers look very similar to where they've been at. And then actually his, his ball security has gotten better. He's actually averaging, um, I mean, they're almost the same, 1.9 turnovers to 1.8 right now. So... Again, that's uh, Trey Jones. You also see it in his drives data, uh, how he's been more aggressive. For the season, he drives about 11.3 times per game per the NBA's drives data, and he takes about six shots a game when he does drive. And so um, normally he's second on the team in drives per game. It's usually Kelton who's first. But in these last six games, he's actually averaging 14 drives a game, and uh, that's first on the team. And then also he's taking nine shots. So, again, when he's driving the ball, he's not necessarily looking just to pass now. He's actually looking to put the ball up, put a shot up. Uh, and, again, the Spurs do need that because um, – you know they're 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 a team like I said uh, that is that is missing a lot of their their scoring with Devin Vassell out one of their top players. So I think that for Trey it does show that he's he's able to like I said be be more adaptable. If if a team needs him to score the ball more for multiple games, he can do that. He's showing here and still being you know still being very efficient uh, with the shots that he does put up um, there from the floor. His his normal shots. We know that he again he struggles with the three ball. That's not his shot, but you know the shots inside the two point range is where he's at, where his scoring is mainly at anyway. And he has shown that he can do that. It's also it's also interesting because we did see earlier this week that Bobby Marks of ESPN um, reported that since Trey Jones has now met starter criteria by starting at 41 games, he's he's gonna he's, his qualifying offer to become a restricted free agent this all season is gonna boost up from about two million to about five million. So again, uh, he's showing himself as well that that he's gonna be a player out there for not just the Spurs to try to resign, but other teams uh, that that are gonna have interest in a player who can um you know can can be a backup point guard, but also if a, if a star point guard gets hurt. Um, they, then they can they can have Trey run the backup point guard duties as well. So again, Trey's uh, just having a good season again. Like like we've talked about all year, he's, he's been mentioned here on the Spurs cast uh, when I've had multiple guests on. We've talked about Trey and just kind of the way that he's progressed and even like his defensive numbers are are um, when he's like one of the, when you look at just the Spurs 
players' defensive numbers. He's usually one of the top guards uh, in the team in, in terms of like deflections, steals, things like that. Um, he's always one of the top-rated players there for San Antonio right now, uh, even though they they are the worst defense, 30th um, on defense. So that was basically it. Again, a very short episode. Uh, not a lot going on, but just because of the it was only it's only been a week since I last recorded, so just three games. Um, we are going to continue. Like I said, we're going to probably see every week some different trade rumors, whether it's around Jakob Pertl, Doug McDermott, Jeremy. I mean, not Jeremy. Um, Josh Richardson, uh, because you know that trade deadline is getting closer, and um, and and yeah, so it's it's coming up in, in early February where we are already in in mid January. And one thing I did want to note uh, that I did want to to mention regarding the Spurs and the trade deadline is that. Well, I have this model that I created where you kind of use like this, just the Spurs' um, traditional box score numbers, and I and I put it together. And out of the, their their top players right now, just when we when we when we run the numbers, it's it's like Devin Vassell, Keldon Johnson, Trey Jones, Yaka Pertl, um, Doug McDermott, and Josh Richardson. So again, the fact that three of the players that are um, that are you know you know likely being trade rumors are in top, you know their top five or six is is a, is a good sign because that's that means that the Spurs are showing other teams that hey you know. What, what offers are you sending? And so, you know, they're going to be asking, you know, asking for a lot, I would say, just because, again, they don't have to move these players. It's something Colin and I talked about last week. They don't have to move these players, but if they if they needed to, well, then um, uh, they, they, they can they can demand a, a pre- pretty good offers for those three veteran players, um, Jakob, uh, Doug McDermott, and Josh Richardson. So uh, thanks for listening to this episode of the Spurs cast. I also want to say thank you to Joe Garcia for mixing and producing this episode. From all of us at Project Spurs, Stay safe and have a great day. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.